Joining us now, senior betting analyst at Covers.com, it is Andrew Cayley. And usually I don't like to start uh, an interview by shaming someone, but I will. Um, Andrew, I see a tweet here that said, I might go bet the overs for both of tomorrow's XFL games. Quality has been better than expected, and books may have overreacted to the results from Volume 2.0. How did you do betting on the XFL this weekend? Well, I I cast a bunch. I, I bet overs in in four of the games, and they went three and one. And yeah. like I like I said, uh, the first time the new XFL came around in 2020, the the expectations were very high, and people wanted just something some other football to bet on, and odds makers just didn't know what to do with it when it first came out. So the totals for the week one of the XFL in 2020 were in the 50 range for all four games. And then of course, if you were following along, then you realized that the quality that time around was, was, was not so great. And unders were cashing like crazy. I think they went 11 and five in the first four weeks of, of uh, version two, but odds makers didn't adjust. And, uh, but then the, that, it, they eventually did, and the USFL happened, and it, we've just been seeing bad spring football for a while now. So now we were getting these really low totals of 36.5 for this first week, and I think that was a little too low. And we're actually seeing um, those numbers again this week for a couple of the games between the Seattle or sorry, the Seattle Sea Dragons and the St. Louis Battlehawks, 36.5 total there. And the D.C. Defenders and the Vegas Vipers also have another total of 36.5. And there are four competent quarterbacks in those games. So I'll be looking at the overs for, for those ones on uh, Thursday and Saturday as well, I think. All right. Instead of just doing the low-hanging fruit and making fun of you and all that, um, what did you see? Like, like, I guess more importantly, is there anything you saw there in terms of the new rules and just – uh, the, the broadcast and the access to players and coaches. Actually, that last one will never get. The coaches and players in the NFL will never allow it. But um, wh- what was your overall impressions of the play on the field, and will there be anything the NFL would steal or the CFL would steal? Uh, I really like the kickoff, for one. It lowers, I think, the chances of having a bad impact on the kickoff, but it also, with the rules that are implemented, um, it wants you to still have returns. You're just not going to get those violent collisions that you would in the NFL. And it rewards actually returning the ball um, as opposed to you get a penalty uh, if, if it's a touchback. So uh, that was that's a fun little wrinkle there. Obviously, the two-point conversions or, or the extra point, three-point conversions, one-point conversions, I, I think we'll see a lot of three-point conversions going forward considering how many one- and two-point conversions were missed. Uh, in the first week of the XFL um, really also liked the very transparent, even if you don't agree with it, uh, some of the calls that were made, the transparent review system, you were literally in the, the booth with Dean Blandino. And uh, while he was looking at the videos and making the calls, like if, whether or not you liked it, it was very clear as to what they were doing, which is, I think the big thing the NFL should take away from that. And uh, the quality on the field, like, like I said, it, it, it was better this time around than we saw in 2020 the the overall talent i think is is higher there's some some more well-known skill position players in the league this time around and uh the product it, it just looked good i liked i loved the betting uh the betting uh, odds on the score bug like that it's a league it, they should lean into the betting and uh it was i i liked the product overall through one week 
Yeah, that's the one thing I, I threw it out there, that if this league is ever going to survive, a lot of it is going to be because of betting. Because, you know, a lot of the players, we're not going to know. And the fact is, the biggest stars on the field is always going to be members of the coaching staff and not the players that they're coaching. Exactly, exactly. And there are, and I, I'd say handicapping those coaches is a big part of the XFL uh, early on. Wade Phillips, he's the head coach of the Houston team. Obviously, he's been known as a great defensive coordinator from his time in the NFL. Um, and that, that Houston defense looks like one of the best defenses in the XFL early on. Bob Stoops um, with the Arlington Renegades team, team he uh, – He's obviously a longtime head coach at Oklahoma and uh, is known for his offense. And, and that Arlington team, while a bit of a slow start, they picked things up in the second half. And uh, they also have a little neat home field advantage where the entire league is headquartered in Arlington. At, like The teams practice in Arlington all week, and then they fly out to their games, to their respective cities. So like the, the, the Battle Hawks and the Sea Dragons, they'll be practicing in Arlington this week, and then they fly to Seattle to play the game on Thursday night. So uh, I think Arlington has a bit of an edge there when it comes to that as well. Okay, XFL insider Andrew Cayley. I did not expect <laughs> to hear Arlington's got a bit of an edge going into that one. Moving over to the NBA, feels to me the biggest topic of conversation was about load management, players playing, players resting, fans being upset with this point like are we hitting that that um that that moment where fans might you know start tuning out i i'm curious and you can take this to a betting angle where you can't bet on an nba game until about two minutes before a tip-off but just your overall thoughts because that was certainly a large part of the conversation of this past all-star weekend it was really interesting to see how many players were talking about it during the weekend. Anthony Edwards is obviously probably the biggest yep. name talking about it, saying like players should play sort of thing. But uh, like you said, it's made betting extremely, extremely difficult um, this season because like you said, you could have guys, guys who are, um, uh, sorry about that. <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, wait. Are you running out of the room or are you trying to quiet the dog? What is your what is your plan of attack right now? The plan was to sneak out of the room before the dog started barking. I think I kind of did it, but not but not fully there. Uh, yeah. But yeah, from a bet, <laughs> from a betting perspective, it, it just made NBA handicapping extremely difficult. And I think I've mentioned to you this this to you in the past. Betting player props has been the best way to go this season to kind of mitigate those unexpected um, outs and, and absences from these players because then you can bet on those props and hopefully they suit up. But if they don't, the worst case scenario, you get avoided bet. So uh, it, it, it's been tough. It, it's been a tough year for the NBA. And it, I think something does need to be mandated about it going forward because uh, you, you mentioned this too in the past, like maybe there's some of these pl- kids at a game for the first time. It's the only ticket they can afford. And, you're hoping yeah. to see some of these stars, and they're not playing in these games. It's not good for the product overall, is what I would say. No, it's not. And the concern is, do you alienate just like 5%, 7% of your, of, of your fan base and of your potential new ones? And, you know, to me, I don't know. The answer seems to be a combination of, can you make the calendar year a little bit longer so there's no back-to-backs? Can you tie in... The um, the all the all NBA team awards to games played because that's a big that's a big money thing as well, and then the third one the hardest is how do we as sports fans 
Can we find a way to celebrate regular season accomplishment versus all we talk about is championships? Well, isn't that what the MVP award is anyway? And all these awards are, are for regular season awards, but I think you hit the nail on the head there. I think the best case scenario would be shortening the season, actually eliminating games. But Never going to happen. Are far, that, owners are that, far that, too that, greedy to ever, yeah. ever do Hold that. Hold on. But... Wait. They're, they are greedy, but guess who's just as greedy? The players. The they players, would have to take a they would have to take a pay cut. I know we always want to just paint the owners as evil, but the players as well, they also like money. Um, you know, mortgages ain't cheap. So I don't think anyone would agree to shorten season because you all losing money. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's too bad. But uh, the, the length of the season just wouldn't work, I would say, either, just because I don't think people care about the NBA until about now anyway, For the besides the hardcore NBA fans out there, until about the All-Star game anyway. And uh, people kind of don't pay attention for a, for a large majority of the season. So I, I don't know. They're, they're, they're going to have to figure something out. Uh, I'm just not sure what the best solution is at this point. Andrew, I think I asked this before. Uh, I got ten bucks on the Raptors to make the playoffs at plus one eighty four. Yay or nay on that deal, on that bet? Uh, is it the playoffs or the play in? Playoffs. So play they, in. You're not so going to get. Yeah. So you'd have to win your play in to uh, yeah. win the bet. I yeah. I think they'd probably, from what I've seen since the Yakup Pertle trade, I would kind of like that bet. We know that Brooklyn's kind of going to go down a bit, and there's they're battling with teams like the Knicks and the Hawks, who I think are flawed teams to begin with as well. I, I don't hate it. I just looked on FanDuel, too, and you can get a live bet on the Raptors season win total at 39.5, and, and that's the one that I kind of like because – I think they get close to that 500 mark when all is said and done with the full uh, last third of the season playing with Pirtle and giving that bench some length and some protection on the inside. And obviously we've seen them work the pick and roll with Pascal uh, and it's been a lot of fun so far. So hopefully they could ride that momentum and I could see them, them inching towards 40 wins this season for sure. So I, I like that over 39 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to lose my original one. I had them over 46 and a half wins. That one ain't happening. Uh, before uh, before I let you go, if, uh, if I'm throwing up the uh, the win totals for the Toronto Blue Jays, we know pitchers and catchers are uh, showing up to town. Would you take the over or under for the Toronto Blue Jays? And just looking at FanDuel, they got that total at 91 and a half wins. They win 92 last year. Where are you going, sir? And again, you're allowed to change your opinion because you know we'll see what we'll see what happens come you know exhibition and all that. But as of right now, on February 21st, are you taking the over or the under? I'm taking the over right now because I have to believe that the moves that they made this offseason, bringing Varsho and um, showing up the bullpen a bit, they're, they're trying to make the team more balanced overall, and there's a process here, and I really think they, they did a good job. You can expect a bounce back from Jose Barrios. Um, so there's room for improvement on those on those 92 wins, I would say, with the roster that they have going into this season, and I expect them – to be the second best team in the division again this year. Obviously it's a tough division uh, with the Orioles kind of ascending and the, the Rays continuing to be the Rays. And uh, I'm also going to bet the Yankees over their 94 and a half wins, as long as they don't suffer another injury to that pitching rotation, because that offense is going to be, is going to be tough again. And adding Carlos Rodon to that, to that rotation is uh, is a scary proposition for the other teams in the American League East. Andrew, always appreciate. Check out his work at covers.com. And 
And maybe are, are you going to be writing some pieces uh, uh, XFL? Are you going to be doing some XFL previews? <laughs> I will be doing some XFL previews for you, Matt. Oh, nice, nice. Hey, really appreciate all the best. Thank you so much for joining the show today, Andrew. Thanks, Matt. Good luck with all your bets. Yeah, you as well. Andrew Cayley, Senior Betting Analyst at Covers.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Covers underscore Cayley. That's C-A-L-E-Y. 